And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off at still smooth productions <laughs> oh big golf huh all right well see you later and the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world i think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and chipotle at st bales i'm not prepared senseless hello hello friends for the week that we're having for this master's week that we will talk about later but uh hope hope everybody's doing well hope everybody is having as good of a week as we are the red light is on red light means stop thinking get a little senseless with us now that the week is over you can turn the dial down to like, uh, what did we say, six? I think we said like six. six. Or maybe they were a five and we were a six. I can't remember. Um, but anyway, turn it down to whatever you need to do to throw it in neutral and just have a good time with us on 11-13-2020. Uh, that is November 13th of the year 2020. Friday the 13th. Of 2020. Yeah, we're going to flip it on its head, and we're going to be like, you know what, screw you, we don't even acknowledge your your voodoo. Make your own energy. Absolutely. This is episode 135, this is Bold Nonsense Podcast, and we're here to have a great time. Who Who's we? We is, me is, Walt Disney, happiest host on earth. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, brah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us once again. And I am joined by Still Smooth, aka PTO. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. What I do every week on this podcast is bring you what happened on this date in sports history. On this date, we have an NBA legend. Ronald William Artest Jr., better known as Ron Artest, was born on this day, November 13th, 1979, in Queens, New York. Um, what a guy. It, it's, it says Queens, comma, New York City, comma, New York. And it's because Queens is a borough, right? I, I never really understood boroughs. I don't know. I only, I only know... One other thing about Queens, New York. What is it? That. So you don't know. Vinny. Oh, no. Yes. Here we go. That Vinny. That Vinny Chase. Honorage. Man. Honorage star was born in Queens, New York. The character or the guy who plays him? 
Ah, uh, the character. Oh, character okay. from Queens. Character, yeah, char- character <laughs> yeah. from Queens. Uh, character from Queens. Actor, parts unknown. I don't, yeah, has that actor ever been in anything else? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I've never seen him in anything else. Yeah, nah. Washed up guy. Hit and quit it. Real yeah. Vinny Chase move. Yeah, <laughs> real Vinny Chase move. <laughs> in a in real Ron Artest move, actually, to bring it back. Malice in the <laughs> Palace. <laughs> Throw one, get out of there. Wow. Throw like that 11. joke. Stencil's listeners need to hit that rewind button about 45 seconds and listen to that delivery. That joke worked on so many different levels. Let's just appreciate that hit it and quit it joke. That, that was a good one. That was a good one. Say more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, and yes, run our test. Uh, I have nothing else to say to, about run our test. <laughs> I feel like he's just such a character. You know? Yeah. And he's lived so many different, like, career lives, if that makes any sense. He's had so many different aspects to his career, you know, like, from Tough Guy Malice in the Palace guy to Meta World Peace and, like, actually, like, more skilled player. Like, at the, I feel like he was more skilled at the end of his career than he was at the beginning. Like, he really kind of changed the way he played at the end. Now he's, like, a commentator, and is he's pretty good in an interview. I'll say that. Is he? I, I think... I've heard he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Uh, he seems I very actually, well thought. He's a thinker. Yes. Yeah. Um, I actually... I wish I'd done a little bit of homework before this pod and would have looked up his career stats. That's um, fun. But he's... Uh, he, I mean, he's a, he was a decent player, too. Like, mm-hmm. a good role guy. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And he worked his ass off, too. It's like, you you didn't want to play Ron Artest. You wanted Ron Artest on your team. You know? For sure. Yeah. 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 Doing homework would be way too sensible. That's not what we're about. No. Not what we like to do here on Fridays. No. Um, other things we like to do here on Fridays. I don't have a random thought. Not mm-hmm. this week. This isn't too big of a random thought, but I'll toss it out here just to give something if you don't have. Okay, should, should, we, should we throw down the intro to Random Thoughts, or should we just roll with it, no, sans intro? That's up to you. How big is this Random Thought? Very minimal. Okay, Very let's minimal. just roll. Let's just go. Okay, let's just roll. Uh, this dates the earliest I have started to decorate for Christmas. This is pre-Thanksgiving. We put up all the decorations today. Started listening to Christmas music today. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, so it's 11.13. So what? Thanksgiving's in two... Is it two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah, yeah. basically. Um, and I'm already doing some Christmas stuff. It feels good, man. 2020 threw me for a loop, threw everyone for a loop. So I'm going to throw a positive loop back in the in the universe and get my Christmas and extend my Christmas season. And see, I'm totally fine with that. Generally, I feel like the rule is let's not disrespect Thanksgiving yeah. and you do it after. Yes. For me, for me, I, I enjoy a next day, though. Like, day after Thanksgiving, hit the Christmas spirit hard. I know you're that guy, yeah. Oh, I love Christmas. But, mm-hmm. and, and nothing feels better than getting ready for Christmas you know, doing some decorating, doing some Christmas shopping while you're chowing down on down. on down. <laughs> while you're chowing down on a Thanksgiving leftover sandwich. Oh, 
Dang. That's the spirit right there. Dang. Okay. That is, that's that a good is, one. That is my America. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my America. That's yeah, my, no, I agree, man. That's my freedom. <laughs> that, that's uh that's something definitely to look forward to. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I do love I do love everybody embracing Christmas spirit and being like maybe this is our cure. You know, to everything that's happened. I mean, obviously not medically, but you know. Yeah. Other than that, this is our cure to 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 2020 and I love that. Yeah, give it, yeah. Let's extend the season a little bit. See what it does. The season we don't of like hope. It. Yes, give me something to look forward to. Yeah, and uh, we hope you enjoy our trivia questions as much as we enjoy our trivia questions when we do them right now. Trivia! Trivia! <laughs> <laughs> trivia, baby! Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to Jeopardy. Gonna make that your final answer? I think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? Trivia, and last week's trivia question went like this. You had to name that player with the clue of the minister of defense was an ordained minister and man of devout faith, which makes the origins of his nickname rather obvious. He also may well be the best defensive player in NFL history, having racked up 198 sacks, 13 Pro Bowls, and 10 first-team All-Pro nods during his illustrious career. Who was that man? It was three, two, one. Reggie White. Mm. Reggie, the Minister of Defense. White. That's a name. That's a good name. Yeah. Also, That's a fantastic name. Also, the man credited with starting free agency in the NFL. The way we know it today. Really? How did, quick, quick synopsis. How does that work? Or what? Like, how did? So, that, and the NFL didn't have free agency. And so they started to kind of work free. So people really didn't leave their teams. Hmm. Um, really, the only way you could do it is like maybe if somebody didn't resign, like they didn't really want you anymore, um, then you could leave and go sign somewhere else. But they didn't get traded. The trades weren't really a thing. And like full on free agency wasn't really a thing. And he kind of made it a big deal because he was so good. And he wanted oh. out. And then the Packers were... So basically, he created like the biggest bidder type of thing. The Packers were willing to like bring him in and meet some of his demands and like what he wanted. And so he went there. He was so elite. He basically made a market for... He, he started the whole market. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. That was Reggie White. <laughs> That is wild. Yep. And this is this week's trivia question. Who holds the record for single-season tackles for loss in the NFL? One more time. Who holds the record for single-season tackles for loss in the NFL? You'll hear that and much, much more next week on the Bold Nonsense 135, nope, 136 episode. Coming at you in a week. Coming at you. Coming at you right now is the news. I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, 
And boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters, and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. Let's talk some news. Let's go over some stories. How about the weekend in the NFL the weekend? Playing the halftime show. Super Bowl 53? Ooh, I don't know. 53, right? Because it was... It was... L-I-I. So now it should be L-I-I-I. It is going to be... 54. Ah, dang it, I was off. L-I-V. Yeah. Speaking... Uh, Ah, no, that's that. That's uh, okay, Let's do it. Do you know how to like read Roman numerals and write them and such? I know. I can write them if I have all the numerals. I know one fives, tens, and now I know fifties. The L, but I know it's like you the long. You read it left to right. Stop me if I'm incorrect. You read it from left to right. And the largest numbers are on the left, and if you have a smaller number in front of a bigger number, you subtract it. So yeah. LIV is 50 plus 1 minus 5 is 4. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. So yeah, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm glad we don't do it like that anymore because that is stupid. <laughs> that is way too much effort. It's classy as hell, though. It is. If you yeah. throw that in there, it's classy. You're a classy yeah, man. Exactly. If you can read no more nomen, nomen, Roman numerals quickly, that's cool too. Yeah. That's like, oh, he, he can really, he really understands this. Whoa! This is yeah. a smart man. I should listen. Exactly. I should listen. Side note. Um, Both of us can read Roman numerals. Yes. <laughs> you should listen. <laughs> um, but I'll be listening to the weekend for this halftime show. This is the. Uh, was it last year? Was it last year with um, Alex Rodriguez's wife? Why am I think? Why am I oh, uh, J Lo? Yeah, was that last her year? And, uh, her and uh, Shakira. 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 Yeah, that was a good halftime show. We were in uh, AZ for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it couldn't have been worse than the year before that. That was the Maroon Five one. Oh, that was lame. That was terrible. It was one that of really the worst sucked. ever. One of the worst ever. That's I'm excited Super for this Bowl, one. Man. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I like the weekend. I enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Should be fun. Uh, how about uh, how about the NFL in uh, the owners agreeing to a potential 16-team playoffs if regular season games get canceled? So right now we already have the expanded seven-team. This would add another team if regular season games get canceled. I'm going to let you go first on this because I have my – I don't want to – yeah, you go first. I understand the need for it. What I'm hoping this doesn't do is shoot us into 16-team playoffs every year. I don't even like seven – I don't even like 14-team playoffs every year. I love the fact that in the NFL, it's very exclusive, the playoffs. Yes. And yes. and what it does when you have less playoff teams, every game matters because every yes. team wants that buy. And I'm okay with them making it so only one team gets a buy because the numbers say that if you get that bye week for the playoffs, it's a huge help to get to the Super Bowl. So mm. I'm okay with them making that bye week 
really, really, really exclusive. Only only two teams get it, one in each conference. I'm fine with that. I don't love making it, taking that away completely and making it 16 teams. I don't like that. There's too many teams. That's, that's half the league. And half the league NBA is not just, stuff, man. <laughs> and and that, that is not, that'll make too many teams that don't deserve to be in the playoffs in the playoffs. That's, yeah. And that that's what we have in the NBA, man. I love basketball, but it's like, okay. I'm really not interested. I'll watch. I will. This is how my NBA viewership goes at the playoffs. I watch the first game or as many first games of the first round I can, and then really don't tune in until maybe the conference finals. Like I, I just don't care. There's too much crap. Yeah. You know, but you're saying there's. I understand the need for it now for this season because we're having games potentially be canceled and stuff like that. But please do not water it down permanently. Don't do that. This is what the NFL does well. You need to keep it exclusive, like you said, to keep the the product on field interesting and keep all those regular season games meaningful. Um, but yeah, I, I it's fine for this year. But don't please do not do it. Yeah, don't don't expand for the sake of expanding. Yeah, you know, you sometimes you just got to know when you've hit the sweet spot and what'll kill. That sweet spot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, to the NBA, Russ and Harden are concerned about the direction of the Rockets. So they've got a new GM. They've got a new head coach. Um, and these guys are, are, are worried. And because of that, the Rockets are worried that these two might not stay. Basically... This is a they're a mess because <laughs> like yeah, what what do you mean? How could you be worried about the direction where you were? You know doesn't work exactly. So shouldn't any direction be better? And it's never worked, you know. Like yeah, and and it's I what you said, you know. Of course, if you're Houston and if you're a Houston fan, you want to keep your stars and stuff like that, but. I'm sitting here looking or thinking like almost laughing to myself like, huh, who's going to – who really wants – I think there was some interest from New York in Russell Westbrook. I certainly would not want him on my team. And who in the hell wants to pay James Harden the money he's going to request? You no. Know? No one. So it, I don't from, I don't really know. I'm kind of with you. For me, it says more about the organization that wants Russell Westbrook than it does was, Russell Westbrook. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like, yeah, exactly. of course the Knicks wanted him. <laughs> yeah, dude. I didn't see I the Lakers out there being like, come on. Oh. You know? That's the thing. Is, and, and, yeah, f- for Harden, I just I think the book's out. The, it's been written on both of them. And that's why I just – I don't know how Houston ever changes from what they are now until those two are gone. Yep. Yeah. Um, can I add one more story here in the NBA? Yeah, go uh, for just it. Just talking about uh, potential stuff. I saw a potential trade interest, trade rumor. Um, I guess the Lakers have an interest in trading for DeMar DeRozan, sending Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green back to the Spurs. And I almost crapped myself. Holy hell. Because that's so scary. I could see DeMar wanting to go back to L.A. He's an L.A. kid. Of course, 
if they, when they keep, if Anthony Davis and LeBron are healthy for all of next year, of course they're winning the ship if they add uh, DeMar DeRozan. That is super scary. They'd have to find a three-point shooter. Not that Danny Green lit it up, but they'd have to find one. Exactly. Um, But at the same time, I don't know if I want to, as a Spurs fan, I don't know if I want to pay and give DeMar that that max contract, man. Um, Yeah. I, I like the guy, but we're San Antonio's in this no man's lane where they didn't even make the playoffs, but they're like the best of the really crappy teams, and you really have to hit rock bottom and get some nice pieces to start rebuilding your organization. I feel like so. Yeah, plus I'm not I don't saying think tank mode, but does Kuzma fit in San Antonio? I know, dude. He's a you would see like him with the dyed hair and the, yeah, he loves the sun and he needs the spotlight. Yeah, he doesn't even LA care guy. if he's getting the spotlight through LeBron. Like LeBron's got most of the spotlight, but he's standing next to the side, and he gets the part that goes right between his arm and his body. Yeah, he'll take that spotlight. <laughs> exactly. It. I don't. I don't see him fitting in San Antonio. I don't. Don't see him being a San Antonio talent. I don't know. I just yeah. thought I'd bring that up. No, I'm with you. I don't. That's a, that's a crazy rumor because I don't think that really fits for either team like DeMar DeRozan with LeBron it'd be like it'd be like what everyone said about LeBron and Wade they both kind of do they this two too similar of things yep and LeBron and Wade made it work but Wade kind of had to change and I don't think DeMar DeRozan's fine but he's not Dwayne Wade who can just change the (laughs) way you play basketball in an offseason exactly all right. Yep. Let's move to the to baseball. I just want to go through some of these MLB awards, postseason awards. We'll start in the American League, Rookie of the Year. How about this? Who'd have thunk it? Mariners outfielder <laughs> Kyle Lewis and a unanimous vote for Rookie of the Year. So it turns it. out, Mariners maybe might be watchable, kind of next year. <laughs> With him, they've got some younger pieces. Got to figure out some pitching because that was terrible. But hey, might need to tune in for for a couple of games for the Mariners next year. MVP in the American League, White Sox Jose Abreu. Honestly, very surprised to read that one. Okay. Cy Young, Indians Shane Bieber. Honestly, super not surprised to read this one. Uh, led the AL in wins, strikeouts, and ERA. He dominated pretty much all year. Manager of the year in the American League, Rays, Kevin Cash. They were in the World Series, also not super surprising. National League, Rookie of the Year. Brewers, relief pitcher, Devin Williams. Mm. Interesting that a relief pitcher wins it, but when you come out and pretty That's much shut it down. That's what I was surprised at. <laughs> yeah. Um, MVP, Braves, Freddie Freeman. One of my, honestly, one of my favorite watches in baseball. He's one of those guys, he reminds me of like, of Mookie Betts a little bit. Uh, except he's even more smiley. He's constantly having a good time. And he's just, he's somebody who's fun to watch play baseball. Cy Young in the National League is Trevor Bauer with a 1.73 ERA. Not surprising. And... Manager of the year, Marlins Don Mattingly, who got the Marlins to their first postseason since 2003. 
And those are your MLB awards. Now we will move on to some big time, big time stuff in the Masters. Let's do some Masters talking here. Love it. An update. We'll just give you some. Uh, we'll give you an update on some key names, and then we'll just talk generally. We were doing this a little bit before the pod. We'll just kind of continue that conversation from what we're where we were uh, off off air, off pod, off pod. So we have four people tied for number for first. That is Abraham Answer, Cam Smith. Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson. Big names at the top. I will say this off the top. Huge names all around this leaderboard. And then, it's a packed leaderboard. It is. And, and it's real, everybody's really tight. It's a tight leaderboard too because they're at 9 under. Then we have another four people at 8 under, including Patrick Cantlay, Sanjay M, Hideki Matayama, John Rahm. And then... Another one, five people at seven under, including yeah. my, my boy, Tommy Fleetwood. Yes, dude. Put the money down. <laughs> and uh, and who we were both talking about, Louis Oosthuizen, mm-hmm. who we were kind of making fun of him because he, he looks a little trolly. Uh, <laughs> what did you call him? You, you say he looks like a little weirdo. Like a little weirdo, <laughs> like yeah. A little weirdo. <laughs> but like one you'd kind of want to hang out with. Yes. He's also, he smiles constantly. Seems like he's having a really good time. Like, I'd love to play golf with this guy. Yep. I feel like he'd be really funny and probably show up lit. And has that South African accent, too. Yeah. Which would make it so much funnier. Yeah, he would be, he would be really fun. Um, a lot of guys at six under, Phil at five under. And then uh, let's get, oh, Tiger. Tiger at four under, and he hasn't even finished his second round, so he's got plenty of time to shoot up. But, I mean, that's only five shots off off the leader. And he's... It's, it's going to be a long weekend, man. Yeah, a lot of stuff can happen. Yeah, we were talking about how there's been a, a decent amount of uh, delays. And, like, Tiger had an hour delay, so he had to start at 2.30. They were done at 5.30. So he's got a, he's only he's on his second shot on eleven is when they called it. So there's gonna be a lot of golf going on. We were kind of talking about like who does that help? Cause that's a lot of shots in a day. I think what they're doing is they're like finishing his second round, then he's gotta play some of his third round. That's a lot of shots for an Tiger's pretty old. Exactly. <clears throat> and well the the interesting thing is is are they going to make the cut midway through the like if once they start the third round or whatnot? I mean, everyone has to finish the second round before the cut lines established, right? Before people are cut, which is going to be interesting for tomorrow Saturday because you're going to have everybody finishing up their second round before the guys for the third round can go, right? Am I? Yeah. I don't know if that's how that goes, but like that has to happen. Yeah, because the cut line to be established. Because the cut line is based on it's the cut line is the the 50, 50 people back from the leader, and then everyone tied with that guy, with the fiftieth guy. The fiftieth, yep. So yeah, you kind of do have to figure out where is the leader. Yep. After two, before you start cutting people. Uh huh. So that is that is it's going to be wild. Wait, so it's going to hold up the even the masters even more more delays and we were talking about the possibility 
of ending the Masters, not on Masters Sunday, but a Masters Monday yeah. in November. How weird is that? Which we have seen. I, not necessarily the Masters, but we've seen tournaments go into Monday, and I would assume I don't, I've never personally seen it, but like Tuesday. So yeah, um, it's going to be wild, and I personally totally fine with the Masters going a little long. <laughs> I don't hate it because it's been awesome. It's we we were talking before. It's a wet course because of all the rain, and the ball is just sticking. Like we have people's drives hitting and plugging, no roll at all. Uh, we were talking about Dustin Johnson, who is playing out of his mind, aggressive, which he usually does, but it's working for him because he just goes right for the pin, and wherever it hits, it sticks. So it's like, all right, this is awesome for me. That's kind of interesting, too. Imagine trying to hit your second shot, though, out of a plugged fairway. I would assume that they get the... I would assume they get the relief out of a plug. You think so? Yeah, because, I I mean, you see... I hit the ball pretty high, and (laughs) I even plug. It's like half the ball. Yeah, like a little fried so, egg. So I don't. Yeah, so I don't think you. I don't think they would make you hit out of that because it's not really your fault. It's a wet course. I. We got to get a ground. We need to get a PGA official in here. We need a. Yeah. We need a skeletor of a. We need to call call somebody in. Yeah. <laughs> Gene Skeletor. We, we Isn't do, that his name? No, <laughs> It's Steratore. But, oh, I I like, but I like Skeletor. But I like Skeletor. Like he, like he's the villain of all the NFL. Yeah. Gene, Gene Skeletor. Watch <laughs> out, Thundercats. Yeah, that's who it's from. Skeletor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that's pretty funny. I like that a lot. Uh, but yeah, it's very good golf happening right now. Just everybody enjoy it. Fou- Ricky Fowler's four under. Um, Rory has went from one over to three under, so he's having a hell of a, a run at it. It's just fun stuff. Been wa- able to watch a good amount, and it's been awesome. Nice. All right, let's move on. Though, let's get to uh, our big thing. Meat and potatoes. That meat and potatoes. That's one thing in a winner. I only got one thing to say to you. Who do you think you are? I am. You had one job. Just the one. Because I win. This is bullshit. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean shit. I hope I win. One thing and a winner. Last week's results, which is week nine. uh, The week after halfway results. Which we will not get into again, even though I'm winning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, week nine's results went like this: Bales at seven and seven. Um, the captain had a rough one at six and eight. And then you and I had decent weeks. You were ten and four, which, if I'm remembering correctly, when I was doing, uh, when I when I was adding up the totals for the halfway point. I think you've been ten and four the past month. No way. I think you really? went, I think you've ended up ten and four, including week nine for the past four weeks. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. So very consistent. Uh, and then I went eleven and three last week, so I, I ran very it up the top. Um, and let's get to this week, week ten, starting with Thursday night football. 
where Colts at Titans, Colts go ahead and take it, which makes, if you were on our Instagram you saw, which makes the captain and myself very correct, and Smooth and Bales very un- incorrect. That was one of the better Thursday night, even though I came away with a loss, there was no way I thought the Titans would ever lose that game. And the way Derrick Henry was rushing, I'm surprised they did. But, it, I mean, the Titans' offense is Derrick Henry. Like, there's no, there's literally nobody else. But that was a good Thursday. That was a good Thursday night game. It was very entertaining. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very very entertaining game. Uh, I thought it was a good one. The Colts' defense is, I think, getting healthier and better. They're playing pretty well right now. Derrick you know Hunter. who needs to... Oh, sorry. Go for it. I was just going to say Darius Leonard's a monster. Oh, agreed. Um, you know who needs to be watched? I wasn't, eh, yeah. I was going to say Suicide Watch. Um, the punter, the Titans punter, Daniels or Daniel. Yeah. Hit that 17-yard punt and then got the next one blocked. <laughs> I mean, the block wasn't his fault. But That's like, their damn. third punter in three weeks. What? Yeah. Injuries? I didn't know that. Oh, my gosh. Rough stuff for the Titans. Ouch, man. And then Goskowski is missing field goals. Like, they need to get their special teams figured out because that's not going well. He is just a fraction of the man he once was, man. He's missed, what, did they say seven, eight field goals this season? I think he's missed eight field goals this season. Yikes, dude! And it's nothing crazy either. They're not no. fi- they're not fifty plus. They're like within forty, you know. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. it's rough. Um, yeah, well, that was that was a good game. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the watch there, and I enjoyed getting the win because that's what I thought would happen. Philip Rivers taking it, taking some control. Okay, let's get into games that have not happened yet. Starting with the Texans at the Browns. And I'm going to go ahead and be by myself and take the Texans against the Browns. Um, basically, I'm just hoping... I've already said... We said this off pod. I, was, I felt like I was kind of chalk this week. Um, too, too conventional in my picks, maybe. And so this is one where I was like, nope. I'll go ahead and go flip side. I originally had the Browns. Going to flip it to the Texans because I don't – if you're too chalk, you know you're going to have a bad week. Exactly. We've learned that in one thing in yeah. the winter. We've learned that watching the NFL. And I think Deshaun Watson just goes nuts. You go ahead, and, and, talk, you go ahead and talk Browns. There really is no uh, – I think the home team actually wins this year. Something like 50, low 50%, like 53% of the time, I think the stat yeah. was I was reading. Basically so there no really advantage. is no home and field advantage. Yeah. yeah. There's none. Um, it's just hard. It's just hard to see the Texans winning much this year, even though the Browns aren't anything uh, really to write home about either. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't. The Browns don't should win. Home. Yeah. But. I I'm just I'm just you know holding on to a, a wild one. Yeah, dog dog pound baby. Dog. Yeah, let's go. Well, Washington football team at the Detroit Lions, two and six versus three and five. The captain, the captain is gonna die on that WFT hill. He <laughs> loves them. He I don't know it. why. Don't know what there is to love. I mean, Alex Smith. Everybody loves Alex Smith. Everybody loves Ron Rivera. But other than other than that. 
I was like, what are you doing here? Because we're all going to take the Lions. Stafford, they have a very talented offense, even without Kenny Galladay. So, um, it'll be close, though. I think it'll be a close game. This could go either way. Buccaneers at Panthers. We don't think this could go either way. We all take the Buccaneers. I think after the Bucs get completely embarrassed on national TV in a huge game, they're going to come out with a vendetta, with a with something to prove, and they're going to lay a smackdown on the Panthers, who I do love the Panthers, but they're going to get beat. They also have another week under the belt with uh, that quote-unquote weapon, uh, Antonio Brown. So see if uh, he'll be able to be integrated into the offense a little bit more. Also, just know if the Bucks lose, just, it's his fault. Yeah. Um, also, I was going to say, it sucks, man. It sucks to see a, a just a good kid, good guy. Uh, like Chris McCaffrey go down again uh, with the shoulder this time. Um, that sucks, dude. He's, he's great for the NFL. He's great for that team. Um, just a good person. And and games are more exciting when he's on the field. So yeah. um, it just would have been a more exciting matchup with the, him on the field. But take away that big, big weapon from the Panthers. And, yeah, I think you have a no-brainer with the Bucks. Yeah, totally agree there. Eagles at Giants. Bales is gonna stick with the Giants here. I don't. He he likes I, that mobile quarterback. <laughs> I don't think he he's not. He doesn't love the Giants. What he is, and I've noticed this. He's anti Eagles. He hates the Eagles. Oh, is he? Oh. I don't. I he hasn't said anything, but by his picks, I think he, I could tell that he does not like the Eagles, and I'd love to talk to him them. about it. We'll, we'll get the load down from Bales on why he hates the Eagles, and we'll report that next week because uh, that'll be a rant to, for all rants. But he'll go it. he'll go Giants, and we'll, the rest of us will go Eagles. You know, they getting a little bit healthier at the receiver position with Rager hopefully being back for a while. Um, and their defensive line is still pretty stingy, so... We're all going to go there. Jags at Packers. Pretty easy one here. We're all going with the Packers. Like the Jaguars yep. are, if they keep rotating their quarterbacks, they'll keep people off balance. But other than that, they're not good. I hope Luton has another big game, though. I hope James Robinson has a big game. Just saying. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> Bills. Bills at Cardinals. We all took the Bills, which probably in a game like this means the Cardinals are going to win. I was almost going to do that. I was almost going to flip. This is one of those where it's it's close enough. The Bills are clearly the better team, but it's close enough that when we all go one way, usually it goes the other way. What Bills are going to show up, though? You know Exactly. Like the beatable Bills or the Bills that showed up against Seattle, you know? Yeah. They just shut it down. But for the Cardinals, it's like, who do they have defensively? Buda yeah. Baker's out get, might be out. He's questionable, if not worse. Then Chandler Jones, like their only other defensive player, and he's obviously out for the year. It's just they don't have many pieces. And I think I think, you know, with Edmonds for the Bills in the middle, he is a very athletic linebacker. Might be able to hold down Kyler a little bit. Mm. Chargers at Dolphins. We all took the Chargers. Which is, I feel like, another dangerous one. 
Is it because it, we all just love Justin Herbert? Yes, but it's just like, yes. And it's like, they cannot, they cannot keep on losing, you know, when they're playing that well, that well. They can't, man. I feel like <laughs> they've proven they can, though. <laughs> it's just, I'm going to stick with the Chargers here. I'm not flipping to the Dolphins. Because Herbert's got some magic to him. Yeah. It's just, we're asking, we are asking by us all taking the Chargers to get beat here. And the thing, the Dolphins are a good team. The Dolphins, it's yeah. not like the, it's not the Dolphins of last year when they're clearly, I don't know, just in no man's land. Mm-hmm. They have a direction. They have finally their, you know, their quarterback of the future, hopefully behind the helm. That roster's um, not bad. No, it's good, and it, their defense. The thing is, they're succeeding because they they don't have to ask Tua to carry the team. They're built around a defense that is solid. That can help them actually win games. I heard someone talking about them and almost referencing how it was almost like the situation where, um, or the situation that uh, Russell Wilson came into in Seattle. Uh, the team it was a it was a a team that was built um, around the defense, and they didn't have to ask Russ to do too much too early to carry team to carry the team so he can just develop and make comfortable plays when he's when he needs to but he doesn't have to carry too much yeah, too early. Be situational. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so we're all gonna go to the Chargers there, even though we like the Dolphins. But you gotta take one. We love Justin Herbert. So uh, we're gonna roll there. Broncos at Raiders. How about we all take the Raiders? Broncos are a dangerous team, though. They're very dangerous. Um, the captain and I talked a lot about them in last week's NFL reaction show. So if you want to go listen about the Broncos, to see where they're where they're at, where they're going, go listen to that. But we're all going to take the Raiders here. The Raiders are one of the better middling teams in the NFL right now. Like their record puts them in the middle tier at five and three. But they're one of the better ones in that tier. Um, and I just, I just trust them right now. I think they're playing well. Yep. Seahawks at Rams. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's get off the chalk train. Seahawks at Rams. I'll give you the floor, sir. Who you taking and why? This is my game. You were just mentioning that you're, you, were, you felt like you were going a little too much chalk uh, in previous picks. This is my... Ah, I got to step outside my comfort zone and, and take a little flyer. And this isn't that big of a flyer, but I think the Rams match up well against the Seahawks. Um, I like the Rams' defense. Weapons on offense are s- solid. Um, and I think right now, even though that Seattle should be getting their running backs back this week, which will be nice, I still think that Seattle is too dependent on Russell Wilson. You just can't ask him to win every ball game by himself. You know, like he has yeah. receivers and stuff like that, but like he's involved in everything. If he needs to be involved in everything, that team's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. The, the numbers actually are kind of interesting in the Rams' favor. Defensively, the defensive ranks, at least points wise, go. The Rams are sneaky, like top five in points against, and oh. the Seahawks are 31st. 
Oh, wow. Offensively, just in terms of overall offensive ranking, it's like the, the Seahawks are like 9 and the Rams are 10, something like that. They're, they're closer in offense than they are in defense, and both in the Rams, that disparity favors the Rams, actually. So hmm. you've, got some, you've got a leg to stand on. But so then, why are you taking the Seahawks then? What because I sweep you? your leg, and I say, <laughs> and I say, Russell Wilson does not get beat, does not have two bad games in a row, and I don't trust Jared Goff. That's really the big thing. The Seahawks have a decent, a decent run defense, so they, I think they stop that outside zone with Bobby Wagner, who's still amazing. So it all gets put on Jared Goff, and I just don't trust him. That's the whole purpose, right? The whole thing, right there. Bengals okay. at Steelers. We all took the Steelers here. They're eight and zero. They had their stinker against the Cowboys. I think that Mike Tomlin goes in, shakes some people, <laughs> and uh, you know knocks some heads in, and wakes up his team, and they beat the Bengals. Although the Bengals are always feisty. So is Ben's is Ben going to play, or is he on the COVID list? Uh, it. From what I heard today, Tomlin said that he he said if all goes well, Ben will play. Okay. Which I think is like a veiled way of saying he's gonna play. Uh, <laughs> we'll find a way for him to play. <laughs> but I guess should we go like an should we should we go contingency like if he doesn't play. Nah, let's not even do that. Let's there's, not get still too many, there's still too many weapons on that offense. Yeah. And the defense is great. They'll yeah. score. They'll probably outscore the Bengals offensively anyway. Yeah. Uh, probably not. The Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. Uh, that's the only thing. <laughs> but we all took the Steelers there. 49ers at Saints. The 49ers just aren't back yet. They're still kind of dying. I think the scheme will be a lot closer than most people think. The scheme... Kyle Shanahan's scheme seems to work against the Saints' defense. Last year, they put up like over 500 yards of offense in the, in the game they played against the Saints. So, I think it'll be closer, but I do think the Saints pull it out, and so do the rest of us. Mm-hmm. The Saints okay. are playing really well right now. Yeah. We also talked a lot about the Saints on the NFL Reactor Show with the captain. If you want to hear about that, go listen. Ravens at Patriots. Patriots seem to be dying, and the Ravens are being consistent. And so I think we all take the Ravens. That one's kind of an easy one, too. Yeah. Uh, And then Monday Night Football, Vikings at Bears. Here we go. Here's one that's not super obvious, like the last couple have been. Vikings, 3-5 and at Bears, 5-4. and Bales and the captain, go ahead and take the Bears here. Probably trusting that defense to stop the Vikings' run game, putting it all on Kirk Cousins, which means they, in their minds, I'm talking, I'm speaking for them. If you put it all on Kirk Cousins in prime time, equals a Vikings loss. <laughs> prime time cousin. Prime time cousin. But you and I, we go ahead and we take the Vikings because that that their offense is atrocious. It's a train wreck. It's despicable. And Matt Nagy is also in over his head. Mm-hmm. And so I'll take the Vikings defense playing fairly well, getting a couple turnovers, and that'll be the difference. Uh, I'm going to 
piggyback. Yeah, everything that you said. Um, and I just think Minnesota's offense is clicking right now. Obviously, Dalvin Cook is the man. Um, but they also have weapons on the outside. Adam Thielen, just, uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, I feel like Dalvin Cook's in the zone of you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him at this point. That's how well he's playing. He runs like that almost, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yep. All right, so we'll split on Monday Night Football, but like I said, kind of a chalk week, so we'll see what ends up happening. That usually means low scores. Hopefully it does not, but we're going to try and help you get higher scores in our fantasy football talk. No one cares! But y'all don't say that. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. There you go. Thank you, sir. There you go. There you go. There you go. Fantasy football talk. Here we go. We like to give you the injuries. You got people you got to keep an eye on. Just like like troublesome children. You got to keep an eye on these people. Um, and then we'll go good matchup, bad matchup. So, people to keep an eye on. Here are people who are confirmed out for the Sunday games. LaVisca Chenault. That might be a guy you put in your flex. Kenny Galladay is out. David Johnson out with concussion. McCaffrey, like we talked about, out. Justin Jackson uh, running back for the Chargers, which might open up some other playing time. And Debo Samuel for the Niners. Joe Mixon is doubtful. Doubtful. Probably not going to go. And then questionable. Questionable worst designation in football. (laughs) For real. Robert Tanyan. Jerry Judy, Kenyon Drake, Chris Carson, Mark Ingram, and Damian Harris. That's a lot of running backs and uh, tight end and receiver. But yeah, all of them questionable, so keep your eye on them. They're the most troublesome of the troublesome to keep your eye on. Uh, Chris Carson could have, the story could be so different on his career if he wasn't just so injury prone. Hey, that kid is a is a good back, but it's just like he just cannot stay healthy for any sort of reasonable amount of time. Yeah, yes, yeah, pissing me off. Be honest, just being <laughs> honest there. Um, good matchups, or what do you want? Good matchups or bad matchup? Let's go bad first. Okay, bad first. Bad matchups. DJ Chark playing against the Packers secondary. Kyler Murray talked about him going up against the Bills. I think Tremaine Edmonds will do well against him. Tyler Boyd with the Steelers. Alvin Kamara. The Niners' defense isn't as hurt as their offense, so maybe they hold him down a little bit, especially those linebackers. And any Patriots player. <laughs> For all those senseless on our rundown, it literally says Patriots players. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Just team. Yeah. <laughs> they're playing the Ravens' defense. They have a bad offense, and they're playing the Ravens' defense, who's very good. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Let's go to good matchups. Kareem Hunt um, playing the Texans' Texans defense. Not a good run defense. Mike Evans. A decent defense in the Panthers, but I like I like the big receiver in this game for Mike Evans. James yes. Robinson against a Packers run defense. Uh, Robert Woods against the Seahawks. Kyle Juszczyk. Maybe you want to throw a flyer in there. A lot of people hurt. A lot of, some people on bye weeks. 
go with the Kyle Juszczyk flyer if you're really oh. bold. If you're really you bold, heard it here first. Kyle Juszczyk flyer touchdown against the Saints. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's going to have you know 14 points, but I think he might get a touchdown. And then, and then lastly, Bills players. Bills players. against the Cardinals defense that has nobody playing for it. Yeah, I really, I really like your uh, your Bills players call out, and I like the uh, Robert Woods matchup. I like the, I like, yeah, I just like the Rams offense minus, yeah, yeah, I like the Rams receivers this yeah. week. Okay, and then also a good matchup that I actually knew was going to be a good matchup and wanted to put him in. But you see the way Yahoo does fantasy is 10 minutes before a kickoff, for no particular reason, locks every player in so I can't put Naheem Hines in my starting lineup for no freaking reason other than, hey, the game is kind of started, except it hasn't because kickoff hasn't happened. <laughs> you pricks. What what'd you sit? God. 17 points, 12 points. 26. 14. 26? He had two touchdowns. One receiving, one rushing. He had the <laughs> game of his life. I knew he was going to have a good matchup. I tried to put him in there. You I was just quick. waiting for the... Managing I was, that stuff I was just waiting day. for the information, you know? I was trying uh, to take all the information in. I, I heard some stuff about Jonathan Taylor, so I tried to put him in there. And nope. Some arbitrary time before the game. <laughs> Some oh no, it's been thirteen minutes before the game. So sorry, you can't put your lineup in. God, it's the it's the day of the game. Locked. I absolutely hate it. Hate it. <laughs> but I just had to get it off my chest, and uh, I'm fine now. Love it. So there you go. And that's episode one thirty five. What a good way to end it. Uh, listen to the NFL Reaction Show. Usually comes out on Tuesdays, maybe Wednesdays if we got uh, some crazy stuff going on like we did this week. Um, so NFL Reaction Show, it's me, it's the captain. We dive deep on teams and, and kind of uh, try and teach a little bit of football uh, while we're doing it. So listen to that. Find us in the meantime. Find us on Twitter at bold underscore nonsense or on Instagram at bold dot nonsense. Or email us at boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Saw the wheels turning. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep them turning. Um, expect a show on Saturdays. That's this show, the flagship show of the Bold Nonsense Network. Um, <laughs> this is a flagship show of the network, and this comes out on Saturdays. Uh, <laughs> and then find our offshoot, sh- offshoot shows, and those are kind of seasonally dependent. Like the NFL Reaction Show or Drinking in the Draft. Those are our main two. Um, and our only two. Uh, <laughs> find those. The NFL Reaction Show comes out on Tuesdays, like I just said. Find those. iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud. Those are our main three. Go ahead and hit us up on there. Other than that, let's say bye to the people. Frat Still Smooth, thank you for giving us the time to share in your day for episode 135. That's still smooth. Much love. I'm at Walt Disney. If you love it, love us. Show us some love if you are feeling the love, basically, is what I'm saying there. Other than that, this is Bold Nonsense Podcast, Bold Nonsense on the Bold Nonsense Network. This is episode 135. 
this is your invitation to screw everybody. And if you want to start decorating for Christmas early, go ahead and do it. And this is your invitation to stay senseless. Very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go.